Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Porochka with you today. Minnesota Tim, how are you doing? Uh, I noticed it's a, I want to preempt you on your weather forecast. It's, uh, it's a little cool in Minneapolis today. Yeah, I love how you really get into the weather now. We we talked about the weather, and you're you you ripped me for always getting into the weather, but you're into it more than I am now. It's pretty funny. Well, I always check out. I always check out the temperature in, in uh, Minneapolis because I know I know that's where you are, and it's just the great state of Minnesota. Uh, but uh, forty eight degrees for a high uh, today in Minnesota is that a little cold for you or not? Uh, it's only one day. It is a little chilly. It's on the chilly side, so I will not be spending the mo- uh, the day outside. But no. um, you know, it's only one day. Rain tomorrow. Rain in fifty seven. Not good on the weekend for the golf. It's, uh, golf's going now, and Uncle Tom's course, uh, Shadowbrook, is going to be probably. Uh, will people still be out there playing? Oh yeah, people love golf in Minnesota. 
Love they it. do, don't they? Yeah, it was super windy last weekend on Saturday. It was like 40, 45 mile per hour winds. Tea times were full from 6 a.m. until 5. With 45 mile an hour winds? Yes. I hit a shot. I was aiming like 20 yards left of the green. And okay. it's it. I hit it straight. The wind still pulled it right of the green. <laughs> oh, wow. How many club wind is that? 40 miles an hour? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, what that means is, is how many extra clubs do you have to hit to, if you're going into the wind? Oh, um, oof, that's a good question. Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a fair analysis, yes. <laughs> yeah, probably a four-club wind, probably what it is. And it still gets caught up in the air. About 10 miles an hour, I think, a club. I don't know. I'm not. That's a good question. I, it's, it's a, that is kind of a feel thing, too. It all depends on the trajectory you hit it, obviously. You hit it, you know, high or low or whatever. But you got when you're hitting into the wind, you got to add extra clubs for sure. Yeah, but you also have to figure on the tra- trajectory that you're going to hit the shot. The tread. Right, that's the tread. Yeah, like tra- yeah, that would be the tread. The tread. Like, what, what you hear the guys talk about. Well, it's uh, just to bring you up to date on Scottsdale. Uh, we're we're on our uh, fourth day in a row over a hundred. So it's a little steamy, but uh, very, very low humidity, Tim. Very low. It's so hot you had to leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I marched up to Flagstaff. Flagstaff is a couple hours away from Scottsdale, Phoenix, up in the mountains, higher elevation. And it's where a lot of people that live in Phoenix go on the weekend to get away. You know, after the summer heat has beat them down, which the summer heat is here a little early this year. But in Flagstaff, you're looking at 78 degrees, 75 tomorrow. Ooh, really, nice. really nice. Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, so it's, you know, low 70s, mid 70s, 80. You could get a warm day, but it's it's going to be really nice. Anyway, that's the weather forecast. All right, what do we got on tap today? We're we're going to... We're gonna, uh, we're going to step out a little bit today, do a little something different. First part of the show here. You, you sent me something that was pretty cool. Ten weirdest jobs in the world. Yeah. Okay. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I've never, uh, well, I've never, I wouldn't say I had any r- real crazy jobs. I used to work at Shatterbrook. That was a job, but that wasn't weird. Um what did you was, do there? Work behind the counter or the greenskeeper? Uh, well, I, I worked behind the counter last year, but I was more talking about when I was younger. Um, I worked on the golf course. I um, uh, edged bunkers with my cousin. Um, did a lot of that stuff. A lot of handyman work. Are you a good bunker work. edger? Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah, we were great. Um, but You work hard. You're a hard worker, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a hard worker. Yeah. Huh. Um, Jimmy John's delivery driver, that... That was weird during the winter, but it wasn't that weird of a job. You just take deliveries on your bike. Um, How's that job pay? Is that a good paying job? You get a lot of tips on that? How's that work? Jimmy John pay you? Or is it all tips? How the, tell me how that works. Yeah, you make minimum wage, eight fifty an hour. But then when I became a Jimmy John's delivery manager biker, then I was making ten fifty an hour plus the tip. So it was... It was a good paying job once I got to being the manager. But when I was just making hourly and tips, it was still decent. 
Um, but you know, I made a lot of tip money, so that helped. But then the, the government always takes a lot of taxes at the end of the oh, year. Oh, your taxes are you have to pay taxes, bud. I, mean, I know I'm saying that. You so can't that figure hurt. out on you can't figure. Hey, you know, you know, the government takes money. Of course, they take money out of everybody. Yeah, I know, but with the tips, that's extra. So it, it take that out. Okay, of so the how did uh, you eight fifty an hour and Jimmy? What? How many? How much do you end up averaging per hour after you count your tips in there? Uh, it changes because during the lunchtime, it's the busiest time of the day. So sometimes during lunch, I would make $30 an hour. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. From like 12 o'clock to one o'clock, I'd make like $30 an hour. Oh, it's just for one hour though. Yeah. For like one hour. And then from like one o'clock to two o'clock, I'd make like $20 an hour. And then for the rest of the day, it ranged from making eight fifty an hour with no delivery, um, with no deliveries, um, to like $15 an hour couple deliveries an hour i like jimmy john so is one guy assigned to be the delivery person and if he's not that has no deliveries what does he do go in there and clean the clean the place or what does he do make sandwiches make sandwiches okay yeah huh. are you a professional sandwich maker oh yeah i can do it all oh okay yeah do you use that skill at, at, at home now when you're at home at your uh, closet apartment do you use that skill do you make some jimmy john sandwiches right while you're there <laughs> No, I don't. I I make a lot of frozen pizzas. Frozen pizzas. Yeah, I heat them up. You like frozen pizza? What's your favorite frozen pizza? Jack's brand sausage and pepperoni. Jack's brand sausage and pepperoni. Yes. I don't think I've ever had a Jack's brand. Is that a Minnesota thing? It is. Uh, well, well, I was so frustrated when I was living in Washington D.C. Um, Jack's brand wasn't really available at target and i was so frustrated because that's the best brand there is is it what makes it the best it's crunchy it's uh the crust isn't too thick but it's not too thin the pizza's not too much but it's enough it's just the perfect blend of food of cheese of crust of filling boy you should be a commercial for jack's brand jack's brand pizza yes huh all right where is this guy? Oh, this is from, uh, I'm looking this up. This is a little, from a little town, Little Shoot, Wisconsin. Did you know that? I did not. That's where Jack's brand was, was born. Okay. That makes sense. Hmm. That's why Minnesota people love it. It's in the Midwest. Yeah. You know who, who owns uh, Jack's brand? Nesty. No. Who's that? Nesty. Nesty. N-E-S-T-L-E. Nesty. Oh. They they uh, they bought Jack's brand. Jack's brand. I'm gonna. I'll try it. Where do you get Jack's brand? You get it. At, you think you get it at Target? Um, you can get it at Target in Minnesota, but I get it at Cub Foods here in Minnesota. Really? Yeah. I mean, people love Jack's brand. Last time I was at Cub Foods, I had to go with the Canadian bacon Jack's brand because they were all out of the sausage and pepperoni. That's how much it's loved in the great state of Minnesota. Wow. There's a three meat pizza. Is that a good one? That is a good one. Very good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to order one up. All right. I like, I'm a fan of the pizza, but frozen pizza, you know, it's hard to find a good one. Yeah. Jack's. Got to go Jack's. I haven't had any weird, I haven't had any weird jobs. I've had some jobs I didn't like, but I haven't had any weird jobs. Had some hard jobs, but pool building one summer. That was a hard job. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, not, you know, I, I haven't had any like weird jobs. Not that's on your weird job list. 
Let's go through this weird job list you sent me. What, uh, what, where did you come up with this stuff? Ten weirdest jobs, and in, in okay, the number one on the weird job list is a professional sleeper. That's number ten, I think. Right? Isn't that number ten? Yeah, number ten. They test the test the comfort of the beds. Yeah. When you bought your bed, did you test it out? I did test it out. Yeah. What, what, I, how'd you kid. test it? Did you just lay on it in the place? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did too. You like yeah. it soft or hard? What do you like? I like an in-between. I don't like super hard or super soft. I got to have some firmness, but yet still some softness in that firmness. Yeah. You ever sleep on the Tempur-Pedic? No, I haven't. Oh, man. That's a that's a nice sleep right there. Oof. I've always wanted to try it because they, they do the wine test on the commercials where the wine yeah. is sitting on the Tempur-Pedic and then they're jumping on it and then yeah. the wine doesn't move. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, that's the, the wine that 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 part of the commercial convinced you to try a Tempur-Pedic. Well, I don't have a Tempur-Pedic, but I've always wanted to try one because of the wine test. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, wow, man, that's interesting. Maybe I should come up with something like this special. I, I need to come up with a special ad for uh, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream and let you. I never thought that the wine test would be the way to go. I wonder what I could come up with. Come up with some weird thing like that that could work for for uh, my voodoo. Yeah, that would work. I, I could be walking on the street finding myself and then I rub a little Voodoo Pain Relief Cream and then I find myself. You, you do go looking for yourself a lot. What is this thing you do with? You like to walk, don't you? I love to walk. It's a meditation. Okay. Meditation, I like it. All right, number number nine on your list of uh, the ten weirdest jobs is a drying paint watcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's serious. This is serious. There's a guy in the UK, and he uh, paints his sheets of cardboard, and then he tests how long each new paint mix uh, takes uh, to dry. Yeah, he watches for the yeah he watches for the changes in color and things. He's a paint dry watcher. <laughs> uh, this would be a good one for you, full time Netflix viewer. I don't have Netflix. You don't? No, that's why I don't Netflix and chill. That's why you don't have what? <laughs> There's this term out there called Netflix and chill. It's um, yeah. It means having sex. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh well, uh, you, you lost me somewhere there. I don't know. It's a okay. code word. It's a code word. It's what the young people say. Hey, you want to come over and Netflix and chill? That oh, doesn't okay. actually mean watching Netflix and chilling. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't you have Netflix then? I know. I should add. I should add Netflix to my repertoire. Maybe that'll change yeah, Netflix, things up. That could be the that could be the key. Yeah. Netflix hired someone to watch all their content before it's available to the to the public. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure that's a that's quite a job. You'd have to stay stay awake though, Tim. That'd be tough for you as much as you yawn. I don't yawn that much. You yawn all the time. You'd need what you'd need a lot of those uh, frappuccino things you drink or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't yawn that much. I I'm a, I elevate my game when I need to elevate my game. I haven't yawned one time during this podcast. All right. Well, that's true. We just got started too. Uh, number seven on the list is a train pusher. What do you figure a train pusher does? Pushes a train. Are hired to help cramp. Oh, oh, this is what they do. 
they're a person that's hired to cram as many people into a train as possible by pushing them from the outside until the doors will close. So a train pusher is actually somebody that stands on the outside and when the doors are getting ready to close and everybody's jamming in the train, they push the people. Wow. That's that's weird. That is very weird. All right, here's one for you. Professional mourner. This is number six on the list. This is a Southeast Asia tradition. And a loud funeral will assist the dead as they travel into the afterlife. So the professional mourners are hired to cry and weep loudly throughout the service. <laughs> that's what Will Farrell was doing in Wedding Crashers. Remember that Wedding Crashers? He, that's where he got that Will from. Will Farrell. Roger. Huh? Roger, damn you. Damn it. Roger. <laughs> that's what he was doing in uh, Wedding Wedding. Crashers. That movie was greatness, by the way. Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. He's at the wedding crasher funeral. He goes, Roger, damn you. Damn it. He turns towards the other guy. He says, <clears throat> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Speaking of wedding crashers, that's where the, uh, the scene with the stage five clinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the stage five clinger. I got a stage five clinger. But yeah. he, she, I, but, I, I thought you might have had a stage five clinger at one point. Yeah, you were wrong on that one. Yeah, I was definitely wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Stage five clinger, you can usually make it past the first date. But anyway, I was wrong on that one. Okay, <laughs> uh, number five on the list, snake milker. You wouldn't like that. No, I, I, I'm not a fan of snakes. Are you? I'm not a fan of them, but I don't hate them i i'm fascinated with the snakes that squeeze like there's these snakes that squeeze on the on like the discovery channel on the animal planet channel or whatever i love watching documentaries about the snakes that squeeze it's pretty cool what do you mean that's that you mean choke their prey out or what yeah yeah well yeah because they they wrap around their prey and then they squeeze together and what also fascinates me hank is how you can train those snakes. Like some people walk around with those snakes around their neck. Yeah, I know. Well, it's a boa constrictor, right? Yeah, something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what the, that's what those are called. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of snake, but a snake milker milks the venom out of the snake. Huh. And so they can use it. They can use it as anti venom. Poof, boy. I don't know. You got that? Wouldn't be me. Oh God, here's one. Dog food tester. This is not a human that does this, is it? Ah, it must be. Oh, God. Gross. They do this to test the flavor and texture in comparison to rival dog foods that could, and human food. Oh, my gosh. That's gross. I would, I would hurl. I couldn't yeah. do that. That's oh, rough. God. That's rough. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That is gross. Oh, my God. Ugh. Number three on the list, odor judge. They're hired to smell. Uh, oh my gosh, this is gross too. You get to smell volunteers. They they hired. Oh God, they smell volunteers' breath, feet, and armpits. <laughs> God, that is gross. Where did you come up with this thing? Is this is this after they uh, put on deodorant? Oh gosh, what kind of deodorant do you use, by the way? 
I guess that's how you. I got the Jack Black is what I got. Jack, oh. I like Jack Black. You like Jack Black is good uh, men's stuff. They got the really good mm. stuff. Oh. Nice, nice, uh, a, lot, a lot of good stuff. I like the Jack Black uh, lip uh, stuff or, uh, with SPF uh, in it. And I like the Jack Black uh, deodorant. I like the Jack Black. Got some good stuff. Mm. Now, I, I used to use the Jack Black shave cream, but my Voodoo pain, uh, pain Relief Cream Company, I also have shave cream. And my, my shave cream is phenomenal. It's the best. It's the best shave cream anywhere. Voodoo, Voodoo uh, shave cream is by far the best shave cream I've ever seen. I used to like use the Jack Black, but now I just use the Jack Black uh, deodorant and uh, a couple other products. They got good products. So, all right, here's number two on the list: Marmite Test Taster. I don't even know what a Marmite is. Marmite, Mar Marmite Taster. This is a guy. This is a guy. All he does is taste Marmite to make sure it's good. Now, do you know what a Marmite is? I do not. Oh my gosh. I'm looking it up right now. The basic ingredient. This is this. See, this is a UK thing. Now I've told you about it over there, haven't I? And the food is not. They got some bad food over there. You have mentioned that once or twice, yeah. Oh man, alive! My buddy from Scotland, the John Huggin. I always give him a hard time about the food over there. Oh boy, gosh, I think it's awful. Whew, boy. I go. I used to go over the British Open. I remember when I went to British Open at uh, St Andrews. I forget what year it was. Tiger won there, and uh, anyway, I went over there for that. I went to the, there's an Italian restaurant there. They had really good pizza and pasta. I ate there every night, every single night, like a seven nights in a row. I ate there. I could not go with some of this food they have over there. Oh my goodness! But anyway, okay, Marmite. This is a, this is a thing over there. The basic ingredient of this, it's a spread. You put it on stuff. I guess you put it on toast or something. I don't know. Marmite. Basic ingredient of the spread is yeast sludge. A waste product left over from brewing beer. Oh, my gosh. The ingredients are as follows. Yeast extract, salt, vegetable juice concentrate, and then you got a v- bunch of vitamins, and then you got natural flavoring, which is celery. Okay, well, I mean that. I don't know the, the, they kind of lost me on le- on yeast sludge. I mean that got me kind of turned off. You know, it didn't sound too appetizing. Yeah, they sent. They, but you know, hey, oh well, here you go. Look at this. Uh, this is banned. Marmite is banned in Denmark. How about that? Because of the number of added vitamins and minerals it contains. Banned in Canada. Banned in Australia. Wow. I wouldn't be doing that. That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound too good. Banned everywhere. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's the number one on the list. Scuba diving pizza delivery man. Have you, this is the number one weirdest job. Scuba diving pizza delivery man. You like to swim. But where would you, what do you mean a scuba diving delivery pizza? Where are you delivering your pizza to? In an underwater hotel. Where is there an underwater hotel? In Florida. Oh my God, come on. Seriously, let me look this up. What, what's this place called? 
Um, it's called like Jules or something. J U L E S. I just typed in underwater hotel in Florida and it popped up. It was $850 for an overnight stay for a couple. Um, complimentary breakfast though, and a complimentary, um, pizza delivery underwater. So that's pretty, pretty nice. Pretty nice offer. How do you get, what is it? Just a, what? I wouldn't (laughs) do that if you, no matter what you paid me, I would be scared to death to be in there. Why? What if your air runs out? How do you get out of this thing? What are you, you sunk in this thing? What, I, what, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Whoa, what? They have air. They have, have you ever gone scuba diving? No, 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 no. I've never, never? done scuba diving. You can't go scuba diving? No, I diving. haven't. Have you scuba dive? No, I've never been. Yeah, I've never. No, I haven't. Well, you asked, why do you ask me if I did because it? Because you, like you like to swim. I do, but scuba diving, I'm not. I have never done scuba. I'm not opposed to scuba, although I do not. I have a one rule about dying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's your rule about dying? Well, <laughs> I'm not necessarily like scared of dying, you know? I mean, it, it's inevitable. Everybody has that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, but I do not want to get eaten. Uh, yeah. So I've got a thing about jaws. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I do not want to get eaten in the ocean. Okay, so I don't want to get lit on fire. I think that would be painful. Yeah. I don't want to get eaten. So I'm afraid (laughs) of the shark, too. Oh, so even if there's no sharks in the water, you still want to avoid the scuba? Oh, I mean, well, yeah. Well, how do you know there's no sharks in the water? I don't know. I'm just putting out a hypothetical. Well, you you never know there's not a shark. But this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You get Jules Lodge. You go to this place and you scuba dive down in there and then you sit in there i guess you watch a fish swim around i would i just i couldn't be i couldn't be cope cooped up in a thing like that that, that that would i'm not i don't really have a claustrophobic thing but i would there yeah that's a double claustrophobic you're in something <laughs> yeah. and you're under something that would be i can't i i would have a trouble with a double claustrophobic yeah that's too much right there yeah uh, that that is a weird. I wonder if they do any business. That's crazy. Where's this Key Largo, Florida? I don't yeah. know. That's that's that sounds stupid. <laughs> and you got a guy delivering pizza. Was he got a waterproof uh, delivery thing or something? <laughs> what do you think? He, what do you box? think he makes per hour? Jimmy John's you make thirty dollars an hour during lunchtime. What do you think uh, pizza delivery scuba guy makes? Oh, those tips have to be phenomenal. Oh, jeez. They better not tip them. I mean, I remember when I didn't get tipped. Oh. Man, the feeling and burden just killed you. So they got they show a picture of this guy, and he's, he, I guess he goes in a hatch, and then the water they suck the water out, and then he they open the hatch, and he pops up with his pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Got a waterproof carrier thing. Did you did you have a waterproof carrier thing? What about when it rained and delivering Jimmy John's? How'd you do with that? I just had a backpack, no waterproof, no nothing. No, do you get extra tips when it's raining? Do people feel sorry for you? Yeah, normally, yeah. Oh, really? What's a good What's a good tip on a Jimmy John? Uh, good tip. Um, I, I would I I appreciate three dollars or more. Okay, what's the best tip you ever got? Uh, somebody. So somebody gave me a fifty dollar tip one time. For what? Why did they say? Yes, they did because they were moving to Virginia. They would no yeah. longer be ordering Jimmy John's anymore. And I took their Jimmy John's to them for two and a half years. And for appreciation, they decided to give me a $50 tip because wow, they ordered all the Wow, that was very nice of them. 
him and his wife and me, we developed a great relationship. Oh, really? So you still talk to him? No, no. But while we were, while I was bringing them their Jimmy John's, um, we always said, hi, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. And they ordered. Wow, that paid off in the long run, didn't it? Yeah, they ordered every other day. So they, they, um, they every would, other uh, day, what did they get? I, I don't remember. I don't know. You don't remember? Probably a club Lulu. That's the number one thing? I don't know. I like that's my What's favorite. the number one Jimmy John's? I, I go to Jimmy John's a lot. What's the number one sandwich I should get at Jimmy John's? Uh, the number nine, Italian. That's what everyone always orders. Number nine? What's Italian have on it? How do you make that? Tell me. Uh, ham, salami, cheese, little sauce and oregano, lettuce, onion, mayo. That's what comes on it. Hmm. That's the number one thing? Yep. Not even close. Number nine. Number nine is number one, not even close. Yes. Everyone orders wow. the number nine. Jeez, I've never ordered the number nine. Yeah. Everyone orders the number nine. Really? Yeah. Huh. I usually get like turkey and ham or turkey, but uh, maybe I will try the number. Is the number nine good? It is very good. Very good. It's got a little, <laughs> it's not super spicy, but it's got a little kick to it. Is that what they're famous for? The number nine? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what's or are they just famous? What's Jimmy John's famous? What, what uh, compare Jimmy John's to uh, Subway Mike's? What do you think about that? Give me a comparison. I've never had Jersey Mike's before. Yeah, Jersey um, Mike's. What? Yeah, I forget yeah, what it's called. Yeah, Jersey Mike's. I've never had Jersey Mike's before, so I don't know. Is Jersey Mike's considered the number one competitor to Jimmy John? I don't know. I don't know much. Or about Subway. Jersey what Mike's. about Subway? Subway's pretty good. I like Subway. You do. Yeah. If you had a choice, where would you go? If you had needed a sandwich right now, you wanted a sandwich. Are you loyal to Jimmy John's because you work there, or do you what 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 do you like better about Jimmy John's? Um, I like Jimmy John. Jimmy John's has fresher meat, so that's nice. Um, Subway has better toppings, though. Subway has better toppings. Yeah, I like Subway's banana peppers. Big banana peppers guy. So they just have more toppings. Yeah. Hmm. You can't get a banana pepper at, at, at Jimmy John. Maybe you can now, but not in the past. Okay. All right. All right. It's good stuff. All right. Uh, let's take a break and we're going to get into some golf stuff when we come back. Uh, we'll hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, Tim, what do you what, what do you get? What do you got golf ice here today? Yeah, so Nick Faldo was on the Jeff Shackleford show called the Shack show on iHeartRadio. You can yeah. check it out. It's one yeah, of you the put that together too. You're, you're the producer of that too. I am the producer of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, how's that? How's Shaq doing? I like Shaq. Shaq's doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's got some. He's had some great guests on Nick Faldo, Rick Riley, um, some scientist guy from the New York Post. Pretty interesting stuff talking about analytics. It's been fascinating mm. so far. But okay. yeah, he had Nick Faldo on, and they got into the distance conversation, and. Um, Jeff was asking Nick about the distance the ball goes and how we could reduce that for the pros without really affecting it too much. And uh, Golf Digest picked it up. Golf.com picked it up. So I'd love to hear your reaction to this. Um, Nick Faldo on reducing the distance from the professionals. Yeah, back in persimmon days and um, Bellata Ball, there was only a handful of really great drivers. You know, obviously Greg was great and Jack and obviously Trevino was great for his way and Watson and even Seve was a great driver. I know it went sideways at times, but when he hit it, you know, it was, but, but you you can name them. It was only a dozen, a dozen max. Right. And, but, and then now, best example I can give, there's, there's only a dozen poor drivers now. Yeah, there's only a few that everybody else can get it I hate to think of the percentage you can get at 300 through the air. And then there's obviously the three, there's the 320 club, there's the 300 <laughs> club. And then, and then average, everybody says, yeah, I'm about 290, 295. Yeah. Kind of my, so uh, that is thanks to the, okay, the brilliant technology of a driver face, ma- marrying it with the perfect shaft and, and obviously optimizing your spin and launch, obviously through your golf ball. So if we, if we brought the, size of the face down so it was seriously you know there was some serious mishits yeah yeah you know, we brought back the mishit for the, so the sweet shot sweet spot for the pro is a real sweet spot not the sweet face <laughs> that's what it yeah. is now it's a whole blimmin thing so i thought that would be great to bring back the um and it's a little bit like the three would and or the other the other simplest way saying in jest at times well if we banned T-Pegs, if they went and mm. played a tournament, with, we had no T-Pegs, right? Well, the guys would have to alter their driver. They'd say, all right, I, and you actually would just allow to place it on the tee, on the grass. Now, they wouldn't be using six degrees. They'd say, okay, no. I need nine. I need nine, and I need ten, and I need one that's going to at least get it airborne a bit, and I've got to have a bit of give in the face. And, you know, that would that would seriously change it. Sure, they can hit a three-wood. Because it's designed, but that might be your optimum. That actually would be your optimum. Your three would off the ground. I was just seeing Rory's numbers. You know, still a two eighty five through the air, <laughs> but they wouldn't. It would mm. be a real tough hit to get a driver uh, off the deck. Oh boy! 
Right. Well, Shaq loves this, Jeff Shackford, because he is all about the reducing the distance the ball is going. That's his 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 big deal. He loves loves talking about that. So I'm sure he he, he loved the Nick uh, Faldo uh, comments. All right, well, the big face. Here's the here's the thing with that. If you reduce the size of the sweet spot. Then you're 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 not really doing anything to the ball you hit perfect. This is a, this is his point. What you're doing is is you're reducing the distance of the mishits, and and that, that's what people I don't think really think about enough. The ones I'm talking about people who haven't bought a new driver recently. They don't realize that the big distance increase it comes from your mishits. I mean, for years, the driver has been regulated with, you know, the ball can only come off the club so fast. So they measure that speed that the ball comes off the club and the rebound or whatever, however the USJ does it. They've changed their tests over the years. But they measure measure the speed the ball comes off the club. And, and everybody, you would assume, every every manufacturer is right up against the legal limit. Now, you know, in the last year or so, there, there's been this, you know, notion out there, and it, it's true. And as Xander Shoffley got called on this, was that after a period of time, the driver faces loosen up a little bit, and they they bounce a little bit extra, and they rebound a little bit more, uh, and maybe a driver actually gets gets a little little more lively after some time of using it. But the ball can only come off the club so fast. So fast. So what you would do is you would think every manufacturer is right up against the legal limit. I mean, why? If the legal limit is coming off the face at, at a certain speed, why in the world would every manufacturer not be at the legal limit? Same thing for golf balls. If if the legal limit was a certain amount of speed with the ball, why would anybody not be right up against the legal limit? And the answer to that question is that they wouldn't be because they would have no sales pitch. I mean, this what, what's their sales pitch going to be? Our 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 driver is slower, or our ball is slower. Nobody's going to going to want to say that. So so you got to assume that every club being made is right up against the legal limit. So now, how are we going to get more distance? Okay, we're going to get more distance on off center hits. And when you measure your distance for a driver, you have I think the way that you should do it. This is the way that everybody should analyze their own their own game. All right, so the way that you should do it is you should figure out, okay, if you had 14 drives, let's say you had 200 yards, we'll just make the math easy. You had 14 drives, 200 yards, your total is 2,800 yards. But if you don't hit them in the center, you're going to have a loss of distance. And when you have this loss of distance, the in theory, the more off-center – or the more or the less forgiving your driver is, then the more distance you're going to lose. So if you if you're if the if your maximum distance is 200 yards, you hit it 2,800 yards. Okay, that's your 14 drives. But let's say you, you hit only hit four balls in the center. Okay, hit those four balls in the center. Okay, you got 800 yards. And then you hit you know 10 drives and you hit them off center. But instead of of, of 200, you only hit it 175 yards. So you've got seventeen hundred and fifty yards, and 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 you know you add that up, you got twenty five hundred fifty yards. So you just lost two hundred fifty yards. That's what you, that's what you ended up losing by hitting off center, and 
And when somebody figures out their driving distance, they have to add up their total distance of the drives they hit. What a lot of people do is they just think, okay, this driver I hit farther. Okay, maybe you do. Or I've had people tell me this with an, with an older driver. They'll say, I, I, don't hit, I don't hit that new driver any longer than my driver. And I say, okay. Well, first off, that's not true. Uh, you may not hit that new driver any longer than the old driver when you hit it dead square flush. But nobody hits every shot dead square flush. So what Nick Faldo's saying is, is that if we made the sweet spot really, really small and made it really, really hard to hit, it would reward the better player and it would give that player an advantage because he's going to gain more. He's going to have more distance at the end of the day after all his 14 drives. You know, you got 14 holes, par fours and par fives that you hit drivers on. At the end of the day, he's going to have more distance off of those hits that are, uh, you know, straight on the center of the club face. And, you know, then somebody who's hitting it off center. Okay, so that's 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 the point he's, he's he's making. It would also do something else because the the reward would be so much better for hitting the ball in center. You would find that players would use shorter drivers. They would they would reduce the length of the driver. Most people use a forty five inch driver. Uh, some pros use forty three and three quarter or forty forty four and three quarters, forty four and a half. Um, Bryson DeChambeau's talking about using a 48-inch driver. That's the maximum length you can use. Now, with a longer driver, you're going to you're going to hit you're going to swing faster. You're going to hit the ball longer. It's just going to happen. But the problem is, is you're also going to tend to be more wild. One, because it's going longer, and two, because you're going to tend to hit off off center more. And if you hit off center, you're going to lose distance. And how much distance do you lose? Well, not that much with today's drivers because they're so good. So that, that, it's an interesting thought that that um, you know Feldo Feldo brings up. The the one of the problems would be how would you test this? I mean, you know, you, you how would you test that? I guess the same way they do, and they companies would present a driver to the USGA, and they would say, nope, that sweet spot's too big. You got to make it make it smaller. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting interesting point. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think it'll ever happen, but. You know, it, it it's a, it's it's a good point, I and mean, you know, Nick Fowler's an astute guy. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. I want to get into the other the other part about uh, hitting off the deck. But before we do, uh, we'll 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 take a little uh, a break here from our sponsors and uh, hear from. I want to tell you about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream too. Uh, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you haven't tried it, try it. Free two week supply. It's not a uh, you know, this is not a trick deal. You can go on there. You can go on the website, voodoopainrelief.com, and you can try it out for free for two weeks. It's a two-week supply. There's no, It's no automatic ship thing. It's none of this other, you know, trick stuff. You just sign up, send you the, the two-week supply. You'll like it, and, you know, chances are you're going you're gonna to want to use it. It's great for uh, muscle soreness arthritis, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. Read the testimonials on the website, voodoopainrelief.com, and you can try it. If you haven't tried it, you heard me talk about it. If you haven't tried it yet, try it, voodoopainrelief.com. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, so the second part, Tim, what was, it was the off-the-deck thing, right? Yeah, he was talking about removing T so players couldn't hit it as far. So the, the idea would be that if you couldn't use a T, you would have to use a driver with more loft. And one of the, the, the reasons for that is, is that when, when you have a T, Players will either hit level or up on the ball. And yeah, ideally, people will say you want to hit up on it three degrees. If you look at the long drive contest guys, the guys that bomb it out there, you know, 400 yards, those guys hit up like six or seven degrees, I think, something like that. They hit up a lot. I, ideally, you want to hit up, I think, three degrees with a, with a driver. But you can hit you can hit level and that, that'll be, be okay. But if you were hitting off the deck and you couldn't use a tee, you would have to you'd have to be level to slightly down on the ball in order to get the ball elevated and and if you did that you would have to use a driver with more loft so that was one of one of the points that Nick Feldo made when he's talking about using them. that's an interesting interesting way to do it or or you know thought I don't I don't think that'll that would really change the game I don't I don't think that's going to going to ever happen and especially given the fact that the way they mow the tees today they they mow them so tight. That's one of my pet peeves. I mean, they just move. They mow the the fairway so tight too. It's difficult for the average player to hit the ball and the turf at the same time and and to make solid contact. If you didn't have a a tee, I mean, can you imagine how many ground balls people would hit? I mean, how would how would you do with that, Minnesota Tim? No <laughs> tee. I mean, you're you're a, you're a, a fan of the grounder anyway. 
Yeah. I'm you, the, you like to fluff it up in the fairway. Yeah, I'm, I'm the adopter of the worm burner. That's, uh, yeah. that's what they call me. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would struggle with no tee at all. I mean, that would be an embarrassment. I, I can't even hit a driver off the deck on the fairway. I, I could not do that. I could not well, it, do it's, that. Well, it's, it's not designed for that. So and most people have a hard time with that, and especially as big as the club heads are today. Back in the day when the club heads were smaller, people could hit drivers off the fairway. Of course, then they were using it to try and roll the ball up on a par five. And now, you you know, most of these guys are all getting there with middle to short iron. So they don't have to worry about, a, you know, getting there on a, on a par five, just rolling up on the on the front edge. When you fire off one of your grounders, so you're and you're playing with your cousins over there at Shadowbrook, they they do they say there's a worm burner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say that, I say that. Dub, worm burner, <laughs> um uh terrible shot. Yeah. Dub or worm burner is the typical the typical phrase. Dub. Yeah. I love you it. You dubbed it. I dubbed it. <laughs> oh man. I remember saying that. That's good. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think those are good. Good thoughts. Nick Feldo had uh, changed the sweet spot. That would. That, that would change the length of the club too. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. And off the deck, I don't think that's going to happen either. Good. Good food for thought, but you know, good conversation piece, which is which is uh, what we did. We talked about it, but I don't. I don't think that's going to happen, Tim. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be an option. I think All what's right. going to happen. If anything happens, and it's really been on the back burner, we haven't heard anything from uh, the dictator Mike Davis, have we? No, he's been silent. Yeah, I think the the whole COVID thing has has prioritized things a little more. Like, hey, we got to get the we got to get golf back going. He's trying to figure out the U.S. Open. They still haven't figured out how they're going to do the qualifying for the U.S. Open. I mean, they've got their date in September at Wingfoot, but but they don't. They haven't listed any dates they've refunded people's money that signed up for the qualifier i mean that's the whole thing it's it's a u.s open it's an open tournament and people typically have a chance everybody who's got a like zero handicap or better or i don't know what it is one handicap two handicap i don't know what your handicap restrictions are for entering the qualifying <laughs> I, I doubt any any two handicaps ever qualified for the u.s open but if you are having the u.s open you probably have to have uh, a qualifying. I mean, you got to let these people have a try. I mean, else, else how how could it really be considered an open? So they haven't they haven't announced that. And I'm sure they're trying to figure all that stuff out. They've got more problems on their hands right now than you know, trying to roll the ball back or worry about how f- far you're hitting. I wonder when that subject will come up again. Probably not until everything is kind of back settled and we're, you know, maybe it's another one of these things. Once we get the vaccine or whatever that's supposedly coming and they, they wor- the word is they're working on that fast and maybe that's when things return back to normal and we go back to our discussions that we we're having before them. But it sure seems like everything has pretty much stopped in its tracks. All this, you know, progressing, trying to get this done or that done. None of that's happening with, with where we are today. It's, it sure doesn't seem like, I don't know. You think we'll ever get back to normal, Tim? What do you think normal will be? Yeah, we'll be Well, it dep- depends on what you define as normal, but with, I would define as normal fans back at sporting events. I, I will just use that as a rough rule of thumb. 
Um, and yeah, we will get back there eventually, no doubt. When do you think? When do you, when? What's your what's your personal guess? What do you th- what are you thinking? Like when you're sitting right there now in Minnesota, thinking, what are you thinking? Fans won't be back until there's a vaccine. You don't think so? No, fans won't be back until then. What about if if the the summer knocks this thing out a little bit? Yeah, there's a chance. What about if there's uh, drugs that can uh, help with this, and you know you 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 know there's a chance you could get sick, but you you know you're not going to die. What what do you think about that? Uh, I I you I don't still, believe it. I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. So I don't think the professional athletes will be comfortable playing if there's fans there. Mm. One of the things that's going to entice these pro athletes well, how's to a, play how's a fan going to get a guy feel sick? Safe. You got to be six feet away, don't you? Yeah. Well, one of the what I was going to say, Hank, is that one of the things that will make a pro athlete feel safe competing at the highest level is that if there are no fans there, I think they would not play if there were fans in attendance. Well, you're thinking about basketball. Is what you're thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about football, basketball. Well, football. Golf, looks like you're not. I would you're even not take football. Golf you're not there. close to the fans when you're playing football. Yeah, but still, you're around. You think uh, somebody breathing in the whole stadium's going to... Well, think they're that. there. They're around. You know, I don't think mm, they're yeah. Well, basketball's different. You're diving into the stands for balls. You know, you know land, land in somebody's lap and the guy's got COVID. I mean, the next thing you know, you got it. That's a, that's an issue. There's no doubt about that. I don't, I don't Baseball, though, you don't really have that issue. Basketball, you don't... I mean, football, you're, you're close. Basketball, you definitely have it. Football, you don't. Baseball, you don't. I mean, golf, you're close to the fans. You're very close. You know, you hit the ball in the woods in golf, and the people all gather around the ball, and you got to get in there. That's a good point. Yeah. Foul balls in baseball, too. Pitcher holds the ball, pitches it, lands into the stands. Boom. COVID. Pitcher. Pitcher what? What are you saying? The pitcher has a baseball in his hands. Yeah. Foul ball into the crowd. People going after it. Yeah, like yeah, if the pitcher had it, but the, but theoretically the the pitchers are going to get tested as long as the fan doesn't throw that ball back. Yeah. Cuz they're not going to test every fan coming into the stadium. They're going to test the players and he doesn't have it. At least they don't think he has it. He didn't have it yesterday when he got tested. Maybe he has it today and he hasn't been tested. I, this is the problem. This is why they need so many tests. Yeah. Probably going to be a while. That's the thing. You know, we'll see. Golf says they're coming back. We got the matches. We got the uh, Colonial scheduled for uh, June. But boy, a lot of people are, even tour players are really dubious about about that whole uh, coming back thing. A lot of, I guess a lot of pros have been making comments. I've been reading that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them need comprehensive testing, they said, in order yeah. to play. Yeah. Well, I don't know when that's going to be. Anyway, all right, Tim. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, I like the list of weirdest jobs ever. I'm not applying for any of those jobs. How about you? <laughs> Funny. You're not going for them? No. no, no. What would you like, scuba diver, uh, pizza delivery man? Yeah, that would be good. That's right up my alley. You're going to take your uh, wedding night to uh, Jewel's under, Underwater Lodge in uh, Key Largo, Florida? Yeah, that might that might be a good spot. Jeez. Couldn't pay me enough. Couldn't pay me enough. Could not pay me enough. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Follow uh, Minnesota Tim on Twitter at Tim Parachka. 
Email your questions to hankhennygolf at outlook.com and follow our podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hit the follow button and we'll be there every day. I hope everybody has a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.